Are you in search of your perfect cup of coffee at home? Do you crave a fresh cup of joe from the comfort of your own kitchen? Well, look no further because Black Sun Coffee is here to help. The medium roast from Black Sun Coffee features notes of Brazil nut, grapefruit, and oak. The freshness is guaranteed to start your day off right. Go to blacksuncoffee.com, that's B-L-V-C-K, and use the promo code CONFIDENCE20 for 20% off your next purchase. I'm Leah Shaw, and welcome to The Confidence Factor. Be honest with yourself. Do you enjoy failing? Do you look forward to failing? Do you make it your goal to fail? I think that most people would probably say no. While obviously failing may not be your goal, trying and failing in many ways is better than not trying at all. Part of being confident is believing in yourself enough to take some risk. Even if things don't turn out as you hoped, you've learned some valuable lessons you can use the next time around. You know, when you grow up in a little bit of a bubble, it can be challenging to know, hear, and understand your own voice. Today's guest shows us the importance of learning your own voice, leaning into God's voice, and being okay with your journey, failures and all. Let's listen. So I don't feel old enough to say that I've known today's guest for over 30 years, but it's definitely true. She is a gifted speaker, teacher, writer, and leader who is passionate about serving women, teaching the word of God, and supporting people and being their best self. Unless you're playing against her in any type of card game, then you are simply out of luck. So please welcome my next guest to The Confidence Factor, Miss Alicia Nicole Swoop. Yay. Woo, woo, woo. Well, thank you for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> so uh, to get things started, how do we know each other? So we know each other through church, school. I think um, we probably met almost probably in utero. Um, <laughs> we have definitely known each other the large lion's share of mm-hmm. our lives. Um, we grew up in the same church, grew up in the same friend circles. Mm-hmm. And so we spend a lot of time together um, in social settings and church settings, traveling, um, singing in choirs and praise teams together. Playing cards. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, playing cards. <laughs> um, so we've, we've spent a lot of time together. So um, we're friends. We're um, have we worked together before? I don't think so. I don't think so. But but we've we've spent a lot of time together. Definitely. So when I when I was starting to create the guest list uh, for this podcast, it actually coincided with your website announcement. And so then I was reading it, and I'm like, I gotta have Alicia on because a this is what you do. Um, and so to get us started. How do you define confidence? 
that's so funny. I was literally thinking about this when I was in the shower this morning. I was like, eek, what's my definition of confidence? <laughs> so I would say just to put kind of like a personal spin on confidence, sure. I think that confidence is surety and being and ability. Um, I'll say that again. I think confidence is surety and being and ability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a it's a presence. It's not an outcome. And because of that, you can be sure about your being who you are. Um, you could be sure about your ability, but it doesn't necessarily um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be accurate. The outcome will be accurate. Mm-hmm. So, surety and ability versus accuracy and outcome. Um, so, I would say that's my definition of confidence. So then how did this definition come to be for you? How did you get to this place? Because do you believe you have that? I do. Okay. So how did you get there? I think for me, the journey was a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of, to be really honest, failure. Um, I think I got to that space through falling, through being disappointed, through making poor decisions, Um, not telling y'all to go out there and fail, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) I think that honestly, I just learned a little bit more about myself every time that I messed up, every time that I failed, every time that I took a risk and I didn't um, achieve the outcome that I was seeking. Um, I learned a little bit more about who Alicia is and I learned a little bit more about my abilities. I learned about my strengths. I learned about my weaknesses. I learned about what is the what's my special sauce, what makes me unique. Um, and so I definitely would say that journey was full of, um, you know, a lot of people think about progress as in a linear way. They think that it's a kind of a straight shot, straight line. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my journey and my experience to progress, and I would even say confidence has been, um, it's been, been very marred. It's been, um, you know, one step forward, 10 steps backwards, two steps forward, seven steps backwards. Um, It's been a lot of, um, you know, people like to think of it as a straight line. There's been a lot of circles. There's been a lot of squares and triangles and squiggly lines and, you know, things that most people will look at and say, oh, this is a mess. But for me, um, that mess, mess led me to a place of being able to be confident and secure in who I am. Mm-hmm. So if you feel comfortable, do you have an example of maybe one of the circles or the squiggly lines or the triangles that you feel comfortable sharing? I have a lot of examples. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of which one do I want to share? Um, I think for me, one of a life defining experience that I had was mm-hmm. when I moved from my hometown of Ohio mm-hmm. and I moved to Georgia. So like 500, 600 miles away from home, from everything that I knew, everyone that I knew, there was no one. I had no friends there, really didn't have any family there. I just decided to take a risk and do something different mm-hmm. and got here thinking that this was going to be <laughs> this is going to be life-changing. Everything is going to be, you know, moving in a forward, upward trajectory once I get to Atlanta. And it was not. It was completely opposite of that. I actually ended up um, being unemployed for about a year and a half, um, you know, having to have go through some experiences that 
I, I would have never had to go through living at home, mm-hmm. um, having the safety net of 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 being home mm-hmm. um, in in my comfort zone and in a familiar space. I spent a lot of time. Um, you know, just struggling financially, struggling mentally, struggling emotionally, you know, at this at the same time um, of being unemployed. One of my trusted relationships was falling apart. And so it was like I just there was nothing in my life that felt secure um, in, mm. in that time. And so that really as things were falling apart, I felt like I was falling apart mm-hmm. because I think what I realized in that season was that who I was, was wrapped up in all of these other things. It was wrapped up in my success at work. It was wrapped up in my um, relationships. It was wrapped up in my ability to be, um, I'm, I'm a pastor's kid. So my ability to be pastor's kid who inherits a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I realized that the Lord was trying to take me through um, a process, really a pruning process mm-hmm. to where I had to learn who Alicia was outside of all of these things. Mm -hmm. You have to come to a place where you're secure in Alicia and secure in me as God without these things, without these people. Doesn't mean these things and people are not important, that they're Mm -hmm. not of value, that you'll never be reconnected with them in a certain way. Mm -hmm. It just means that you have to learn what it is to stand alone. Mm -hmm. And I think when you go through um, as I would call again, a life-defining season like that, mm-hmm. you gain a level of confidence and security in yourself and in God that I personally think you know no other way would you be able to achieve. Um, so, and it's funny because you and I have talked about what it means to grow up in the I guess Akron bubble, and then leave that bubble where you don't know anyone and then it's like well who am i and those <laughs> and it's it's kind of scary cuz you're really by yourself and with yourself and especially as two extroverted individuals um having those moments of i guess solitude to try to put those pieces together sometimes is not always the I- the ideal setting in which we would want to find ourselves. But I just feel like the outcome, you talked about outcomes. Um, I just feel like the outcome of that is so, can be so affirming and mm-hmm. steadying because it's just like, mm-hmm. no, this is not who I am with X, Y, and Z person around. This, this is who I am. Yep. You get to see what's really on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. You, you never really get to see the fullness of what's on the inside of someone when they're living in a space of comfort. Mm-hmm. Never. Because it, it doesn't require anything beyond a certain threshold. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you're in those seasons and in those spaces, you get to see, I mean, it squeezes you. So yeah. the, 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 um, <laughs> the most smallest details of who you are come out mm-hmm. in those types of seasons. Um, you know, the things that rest way, way back in the far dark corners of your mind come out mm-hmm. in those seasons. And and so, yeah, I think that we're, when you're in those periods of isolation, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, you're learning to stand alone. You're, you're also mm-hmm. learning what you're made of. Absolutely. So how would you have just dis- how would you have described yourself before this life 
life-changing or life-altering moment? And then how do you describe yourself in the after? How do you describe yourself now? Mm, That's a great question. I think before, um, I've always been a pretty independent person. Mm -hmm. So even in my comfort, I've just, you know, if I want it, don't try to talk me out of it because you're wasting your breath and your time, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but um, but I do think that even with being independent, I think that there were just because I was still in a somewhat comfortable place, familiar place, there were certain risks that I wouldn't have taken. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there also was uh, there were some skills and gifts that I had that I probably took for granted being in a space of familiarity Mm -hmm. that I was able to see outside of that, that bubble is like, Oh, you really got some, you really got something here. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was just, it was normal. It was normal over here. It was kind of just like, everybody's used to, Mm -hmm. everybody's used to me being me. They're used to me, speaking the way that I speak. They're used to me teaching the way that I teach. They're used to me being a writer, you know, because mm-hmm. you see me writing my journal since I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. You know, they're used to me, all of these different things that I was capable of doing. This group over here is used to me doing this. Whereas when I step outside of that, people begin, not that affirmation over here in the familiar bubble is not important, But the affirmation that you get from a group of people who you don't know, who didn't see you grow up from Mm -hmm. um, diaper to adulthood, um, is different. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure how to describe that difference, but I I think that there's just something about it that makes you think again. It makes you think twice. It's like... Well, it's almost like they're not just saying that. Yeah. And and I think for me, because I'm a Mm -hmm. pastor's kid... It, it kind of sometimes can feel like, oh, they're not just saying that because I'm the pastor's mm-hmm, daughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, they really, oh, oh, maybe I am really a good speaker. Maybe I am really gifted mm-hmm. in administration. Maybe I am. Um, so I think that pre-life-defining experience me mm-hmm. took for granted some aspects of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um I would say took some aspects for for granted. I will also say unaware of some aspects of and elements of who I am. I think post confident me um, is, and I, I think I'll, hopefully I'll get a chance to mention this a little bit more. But I would say post confident me. I I think the thing that really makes me stronger is I'm aware of my strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. and because of that, I know where to lean in and where to step back. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that that's, that's probably the main difference. And I will also say I'm not, I've, I don't think I've ever been like a pretty, like a timid, afraid to do things person. I'm, you know, but I do think that there is a level of courage mm-hmm. that I have after that life-defining season. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's kind of just like, when you get to a place where you kind of feel like you've hit a rock bottom, it's like, what do I have to lose? Mm -hmm. I've already been unemployed before, so I know how to deal with that. I've I've 
you know, lived through seasons of being really broke. Um, I know how to deal with that. I've lived through seasons of insecurity. I, I know how to deal with that. You know, it's like when you go through things, when you when you fall so many times, when you've experienced difficulty mm-hmm. for so long, I do think it kind of brings you to this place of like, well, what do I have to lose? I've 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 conquered that mm-hmm. already. So if I find myself there again, I know what it takes to shift. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like what's the worst that could happen? Because so many of those worst have already happened and I've made it through that and now have the tools or at least I have the experience to be able to be able to navigate my way through that thing should it happen again. Yep. So it's almost you're not as afraid of certain things happening because you've already lived through those things. So I get it. So then what would you say is your confidence factor? Earlier you said, you know, what's your special sauce? So how would you, uh, what would you say your confidence factor is? So I think my confidence factor is twofold. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've learned how to be content. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that that really, that really um, lends itself to being confident because contentment leaves space for flaws. Mm-hmm. Contentment leaves space for failure. And I think that is helpful when it comes to being confident. Mm -hmm. Because, again, going back to uh, my definition of confidence is surety and ability Mm -hmm. um, versus accuracy of an outcome. So I think that when you're content and you, you know that, you know, you know that, hey, there's some hard things that could be a part of this equation, but mm-hmm. you still know how to be at peace and be mm-hmm. steady um, and be content um, and still enjoy life, even in the midst of difficulty. I think that lends itself to um, to being able to be courageous, to being mm-hmm. able to be bold, to being able to be confident and sure about who you are, sure that you can conquer anything. Um, I, I also think that um, for me, my confidence factor, I would say, is God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I get my strength. I get my joy. I am refueled um, and renewed for me mm-hmm. by God. Being in God's presence, spending mm-hmm. time with God, serving God, receiving God's love. I think that's really big for me mm-hmm. personally. Is like, okay, God, today I'm just going to be... Um, your your daughter, mm-hmm. and I got questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so I think that being able to to rest in the fact that I have um, someone on my side who advocates for me, who fights for me, who knows me um, fully, who loves me fully, who chooses me over and over and over again, and who. Um, is always working for my best interest and will always ensure that what's best for me and what's good for me is what will be accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so that is, I think that is um, the second, really the first part of my confidence, but mm-hmm. it's just that second part of the twofold nature of my confidence factor. So when have, can you recall a time where you really felt like this confidence factor? And and as you were talking, I was like, they're almost to me, they're kind of connected, a contentment or a fulfillment in God and with God. Um, 
and maybe that's for me to work through for myself later. Um, but when has there been a moment where you have felt this fully on display? To be really honest, um, it's probably a really unlikely moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time I was living in Atlanta was when I lived in Atlanta at that time for two years, a year and a half of that time I was unemployed. Mm-hmm. And it came time for me to transition to a new a new place. And I remember being on the phone with my mother. Um, I mean, I had had some really hard, tough dark days where I just, you know, I felt defeated. I felt hopeless. I was torn on, does God really exist? Does he see me? Does Mm -hmm. he hear me? Does he know me? Does he love me? Mm -hmm. You know, um, is he even talk? Where you at? Are you up there? Is is something wrong with your voice box? Like what's Mm -hmm. happening? Like I can't, like it was a really dark time. And I remember when I was packing up to move, um, I moved back home. Mm-hmm. For like two weeks, and then I moved to Los Angeles. But yep, <laughs> it's a whole nother story. Um, but I remember packing up because I at the time I didn't know I was going to Los Angeles, so I felt mm-hmm. really defeated having to go back home. But I remember when I was packing up, I was on the phone with my mom, mm-hmm. and she was asking me just how I felt about all of this, and I was like, you know, I spent a lot of time as tough it was as it was. I spent a lot of time in prayer. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time reading the Bible, studying the Bible, just sitting before the Lord, just crying before the Lord. And I told my mom, I said, I really feel like this faith that I have is no longer just something that was given to me in Sunday school. It's no longer something that was spoon fed to me. Mm -hmm. It's no longer something that somebody else gifted me with. Mm -hmm. It is mine. Mm -hmm. It's mine. I've I've worked for it. Now, granted, in this in the scheme of all of this, you you can't really work for anything that God gives you, right? But I feel like I have done the work. I've been present. Um, and I really felt like and I told my mom I felt like in that season that the Lord kind of just blew over my house of cards of faith and he rebuilt it brick by brick. And I think in that moment, I felt very sure. I felt mm-hmm. very confident that if I could overcome that, if I could come through that, even though I might have came through with a little mud on my face, mm-hmm. um, I felt very confident that if I could come through that, I could conquer anything. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So my final question. It's 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 a I need you to do something and then the question. So okay. pick a number between one and thirty-seven. Ooh. Oof. <laughs> oh God. Um mm. let's go with 21. It's 2021. Come okay. On. So knowing what you now know and all mm-hmm. of this this experience and the wisdom and the knowledge and the confidence that you've gained, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Okay, I gotta think about where I was when I was 21. Where was I when I was 21? Was I in Ohio? I think I, I was in Ohio. I think so. <laughs> um, mm, I think I was in Ohio probably. No. Where was I? Well, I was in Bowling Green. Two, 2004. Y- yes. I'm telling, my, I'm telling our age. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Man, I think I would tell my 21-year-old self, slow down. Mm. You're trying to accomplish too much, too fast, and in the process, you're squandering things. Whew. That's Mm. a word right there for somebody. Your mind is going faster than God's time. Your desires are going faster than God's time. And you're making yourself reservations for disappointment. Slow down. It's okay to not move at the same pace as everyone else. It's okay to... Um, to have a different story. It's okay um, to be different. It's okay. It really is. It's okay to not move at the pace in the direction in which you were socialized. It's okay. Mm. You are still you. You are still going to achieve everything that God has for you. You're still going to achieve everything that's in your heart. Everything that's in your mind, every plan that hasn't, that doesn't yet make sense, you'll get there. Slow down. Hmm. I think I needed to hear that today to be quiet. <laughs> no, and you're laughing, but that's a legit conversation I had with my boss today. When I, you know, just even saying it's just like, you know, my race is my own. I'm looking at my peers and I feel like I'm being passed up. But honestly, I'm okay with that right now. So I guess I was affirming. So if that wasn't for anybody else, it was for me. So uh, I appreciate that. So there you go. So thank you so, so much uh, for taking a little bit of time out of your day uh, to talk to me about this confidence thing. But before I officially let you go, um, where can we find you? Where are you on social media? Even take a little bit of time to like let us know what you're working on and how we can find you and what to look out for from you. Absolutely. So you can find me on social media on Instagram and uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, Nicole, N-I-K-O-L underscore Alicia, A-L-E-C-I-A. That is my name backwards. My name (laughs) is Alicia Nicole, um, but my Instagram and uh, Twitter handles are Nicole underscore Alicia. Facebook, you can find me under Alicia Nicole, um, spelled the same way. And you can also find me on my website, which is www.alishanicole.com. So I actually just um, launched a business that is um, targeted to women really who are in transition, who are Mm -hmm. seeking to discover and accept their identity, who are wanting more information on, okay, I'm going through something hard right now. I need some tools and some resources to kind of push through this. So I want to help women... um, you know, learn how to build endurance and perseverance um, when dealing with difficult situations. And then, of course, I want to teach women and encourage them and inspire them to deepen their faith in God. Um, And so I actually just um, maybe a month or so ago dropped some or launched my first product, Affirmation Cards. And they really, um, there's an affirmation on the front and on the back, there are reflective questions or action-oriented challenges that correlate to the affirmation. Um, Because 
while you see a lot of people talking about affirmations, you know, speak over your day, uh, it's not magic. It doesn't happen just because you say it. There's work involved. Mm-hmm. It, the affirmation is helpful because it's a retraining of the mind, but there's work involved. And so the back of that, on the back of that affirmation are um, questions to help you start thinking deeper, um, to help you do the work, mm-hmm. to actually accomplish what it is that you are affirming in yourself. Um, so there's three different decks. There's one that addresses identity. There's one that speaks uh, specifically to difficulty, difficult times and disappointment. And then the third deck is, um, of course, related to your faith in God. So that is um, what I'm working on. I, I'm a speaker, as you mentioned earlier, teacher, um, leader. I do a lot of different things, but those are kind of the focal points of work. what I'm working on right now. Um, I have a passion for women just to see them thrive and become their best selves and just empower and equip them to um, to to flourish in life. And so that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working on. And that is where you can find me. All right. Well, please make sure you check her out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and her website. Again, thank you so much uh, for being here with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Confidence Factor. Be sure to check out my website at www.beshawesome, or beshawesome.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at b.shawesome. As always, thank you to Golden Ox Studios for making this a reality week after week.